Okay, back here on 760 WJR. Uh, this is a topic that we've covered in depth a lot over the last few years. I feel very passionate about it, and it is coming to a head now. The auto no-fault law that was changed in the, in the heat of the night by the Michigan legislature. Uh, now, the Michigan legislature ends its first session on March 25th, and the new law with a fee reimbursement cap of 55%, we're going to tell you why that's important, would go into effect July 1st if something doesn't happen before the end of this session. So we asked John Prosser, who is a partner with Health Partners, Inc., and they are an inner circle sponsor of our program, and State Senator Jim Runstad, Republican from Oakland County, to join us to talk about this. Senator Runstad is the co-sponsor of a bill that would provide a technical fix to the law created in 2019, which most logical people have looked at and said, okay, we should not keep this the way it was written and the way it was rushed in. And let's find out about that. Senator Ronstadt, thank you for coming on with us. Let me ask you first, uh, what is this bill and what would it fix? Well, thank you for having me, Mitch. Uh, It is uh, a fix on the uh, bill package to reform auto no-fault that uh, we knew, or at least I knew, there was going to be some required fixes. There was some uh, very good aspects to it, but as so often happens with a huge bill package, you have uh, some unintended consequences that uh, can occur. And that's what's happened here. Uh, what we're dealing with is a situation where a company that was doing a good job, they were uh, providing a good service to their customers, and they were charging a uh, an adequate amount to take good care of the customers and make a profit. Uh, that's the kind of vendor we want. And then there was vendors that were overcharging and gouging the customers. And that's the ones that we wanted to curtail. So instead of using a laser beam to address the issue, we used a blunderbuss that just covered the entire industry, uh, the good and the bad. And what happened is they're saying, whatever you charged, back in, in 19, you can now charge 55% of that. So if you're charging a good solid rate and doing great care, you can only get 55% of that charge. If you're bloated and gouging the customer, you're charging a gargantuan amount, well, you get 55% of that. Well, now the, the companies that were doing the gouging, the, the real troublemakers, They'll usurp the rest of the market the way this bill has been written, and the good players who are providing good service for the customers are going to be run out of the business. Right, and you explained it very well. So how do you fix it? Well, uh, this this is going to impact uh, 30,000 employees, 20,000 people catastrophically injured. It's got to be fixed. So what the industry has done, and I think that they did the best you can do, is they looked at all of these services, and they came up with an average cost for these services and said, this average is what we're going to use for uh, the, the pricing going forward. Uh, there was no cooperation from the insurance industry. They were reached out to. They were asked to participate in this. So it's, it's just been complete stonewalling. It's a problem that's got to be fixed, and I think that this bill is a good start towards fixing one of these uh, major flaws in the bill. Right. Now, John Prosser, uh, Health Partners is one of those organizations that would suffer from this. So are some of the other ones that we've had on the program that provide services. We have so many good organizations in Michigan because we had the auto no fault. It was a blossoming industry here, and, and people would brag about the great care that you could get 
if you were involved in a catastrophic injury. Tell us how, as, as someone who would be directly affected by this, how, how you are sort of being penalized for trying to do things the right way. Uh, you, you'd be making more money if you'd be doing it the wrong way. Well, that's it, Mitch. And um, the fact of the matter is, for 48 years, Michigan has been the gold standard in America for this depth of care that's really funded by the drivers for the drivers. That's our $20 billion in our catastrophic fund. And so the net result of uh, PA21 and PA22, if we don't get this technical auto no-fault fee schedule fixed, if we don't get that, uh, all of my employees as a home care provider all over the state of Michigan, which is about 530 field staff, they will lose their jobs because we won't be able to operate on a 55% margin. But this doesn't just impact home care, Mitch. It impacts all services that are post-acute. So someone goes to the hospital, they get surgery, they get rehab, and they get stable. Now they go home or they go to a community long-term care facility like Eisenhower, uh, all of their therapies, all of their doctor services, every provider is going to be trimmed by 45%. So the net result is we'll all have to close our doors. And the scary part, Mitch, is Health Partners has 120 patients, most of whom are 24-hour care, many of whom are paralyzed on ventilators and have a nurse at their bedside 24 hours a day. And they are going to lose that service. And so this is a wrong outcome. Uh, as the senator indicated, uh, he was aware that there was going to be a need for some fixes. And this is the technical fix. So our goal is to have all of your listeners, uh, if this matters to them about their family or imagine it could happen to you, contact your representative, contact your senator, and explain that you support this technical auto no-fault fee schedule fix. Now, the insurance industry is not interested in this. They are actively opposing any changes in this law because, of course, it's good for them. And I've said this many times on this program. When the insurance industry is happy with something, that's a red flag to me. Uh, I've, I'm not seeing very, me- very much altruism from the insurance industry over years. How much does their participation or willingness to participate play into this, Senator Ronstead? Well, they have uh, they have immense clout in Lansing. Uh, they have a lot of lobbyists, and you hit the nail on the head. Uh, they're not uh, out to, to be altruistic do-gooders uh, for society. Uh, they're out to minimize the amount of claims that they have to pay and maximize the amount of premium that they take in. That's the business model. So it's uh, a situation where we, the people, have to say, this has got to be made right where we're not going to be stripping all of these people who paid their premium uh, for an expectation that this was the kind of care that they were going to get. This contract going all the way back to the 1970s, all these injured people who have uh, felt that, that I am going to be taken care of per the contract when I got insured is now being changed. The rugs jerked out from underneath them. They began up having to go into a, a Medicaid nursing home because of these changes and that was not what they paid for when they purchased their uh, their insurance by uh, buying a premium for car insurance so i've always been a a opponent of the shift and shaft to me this is the shift and shaft we have to make sure we are taking care of these people that paid for these premiums and uh, take care of them via the contract that they signed when they got insured initially, not this decade later or years later change 
that's going to change their level of care. Right. And I think you hit it on the head when you said, you know, they can end up in a Medicare facility. And we've talked about how uh, so many cases, people we've had on the show who are catastrophically injured in a car accident in their 20s, people in their 20s do not belong in a Medicare facility for the rest of their life. And they'll, they'll, they'll right. rot away. And 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 that's and and that's the, the 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 defense of the people who just blindly did this. Well, you know, there's will be a Medicare facility. Yeah, consider that versus the facilities that we have in the state right now that are threatening to go out of business because suddenly you have to take any business you have and say you got to strip 45 percent of what you've been making before. How many businesses would stay open? I'm pretty sure that John, you don't operate at a at a 70 percent profit margin, so I don't no, think you can afford a 45 percent cut. So this is terrible. No, nobody can afford it, Mitch. And it's a terrible uh, mistake that was, you know, because Rushed people didn't through. drill down. I mean, how do you how do you get 130 pages and really understand it uh, right. with all the depth? And so, yeah, yeah At two o'clock in the this. morning. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. so. Um, all right, we're gonna we're gonna encourage we're gonna encourage everybody here. Get a hold of your state legislatures. Tell them you want to support this technical fix to the law that would uh, uh, use a different system and enable the good organizations to stay in business here and provide the services. This is not ultimately about the organizations, it's about the services that are being provided to people who are catastrophically injured. It's, it's huge. Please contact your, uh, your legislatures for that. Uh, Jim Ronstad and John Prosser, thank you for coming on and opening our eyes to this situation. Thank, thank you, you Mitch. Mitch.